Well, by that old clock on the wall, I see that it's time to go inside EMS. I want to welcome everyone for joining. Kelly Grayson, again, is on special assignment as he prepares to bring you some great content in the future in his written articles, as well as being a co-host here on Inside EMS. We're really excited. We're coming up on our sixth year, our 300th show, and we're inching closer and closer to 1 million downloads, and we are very, very excited about that. When that happens, we want to be able to share it with you, our listeners. Now, I've been looking at some of the statistics of the show, and we're picking out the top cities, and, you know, we're international, and I was surprised to see that there was one listen in Antarctica. I don't know if we're being entertaining up there, but they're probably just trying to use us for a little bit of warmth, I would like to think. But uh, it's very, very interesting, and I hope as we get to April 3rd, we're going to share all that information with you as we get to our sixth year, so we're very excited for that. You know, I've been working with EMS One for a long time, and you know, writing articles and doing podcasts, and you know, it's been very, very exciting. But we have to remember that there are more pages in this series. We have Police One, and everybody kind of goes over there to kind of check out from the police side. And I, and I go over there and read some of their articles. It's very, very interesting now to kind of think about the things that are happening from a policeman's point of view. And, of course, there's Fire Rescue 1. And uh, if you don't spend time over there in the EMS field, I think you missed the boat as well. Well, one of the things that we wanted to do today, we wanted to bring the executive editor of Fire Rescue 1 and Fire Chief on the Inside EMS podcast because he's got some great news, but we're going to pick his brain for his wealth of knowledge. Chief Mark Bayshore. Chief, I want to welcome you to Inside EMS. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate the opportunity. I really appreciate you being part of Inside EMS. I think that there's a lot that we can learn from Fire Rescue One, and you've got a big announcement you're going to share with us with a little bit. But for those who may not know who you are, maybe just give us a little bit about your background. Sure, Chris. Thanks. Uh, I've been the executive editor over at Fire Rescue One and FireChief.com since May of 2018. I've been writing uh, both for Fire Rescue One and, and one of the competitors prior to that for uh, several years. From that perspective, I've been in this uh, business uh, about five years now uh, on the the dot-com and the writing side. I'm working on my 39th year in the fire service. Uh, the vast majority of that uh, was in Prince George's County, Maryland, where I rose through the ranks and uh, was appointed uh, chief in 2010, uh, chief of the department, and uh, ended up leaving there in 2017, where uh, then I came down to, to Florida, and now I'm a chief of a county here where uh, we're establishing combination fire rescue department, so bringing EMS and fire together. So great opportunity to talk with your listeners about uh, some of those. And then I've also got uh, five years as an emergency manager in a small county in, in West Virginia, so kind of all over the place with the things that I've done and uh, the experiences I bring to Fire Rescue One and Fire Chief and that uh, really does lead itself or lend itself to uh, the announcement we're, you know, we're going to make here uh, with your listeners in a couple minutes. You know, and I think that when you think about that experience, you know, when you go to the page, you really kind of feel, you know, your expertise in that. And, you know, uh, I say the same thing with Greg Fries, who's the editor-in-chief over here at EMS One. And, you know, it seems that the, that the information takes on the personality of the people who are really kind of, you know, overseeing, you know, what's happening within those, uh, you know, within those articles. And, you know, when you think about the things that you have on Fire Rescue One and Fire Chief, you really kind of feel those years of experience. And I just want to ask you, you know, when you think about being in the operations side of the business, and now you kind of take this from a editorial side, almost, let's say, an educational side, how was that transition for you? 
the good thing for me is I've worked over over those thirty nine years. I mean, I've worked in television, radio, uh, newspaper, and now uh, with the dot coms in various roles uh, for different things. So I'm I'm kind of one of those people who uh, can never sit still. Um, I think I had a discussion with you earlier today where I said I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but I wouldn't have it any other way. The experiences of all, all of those collective things put together with the uh, broad experience of fire rescue, fire and EMS service, both in Maryland and, and in West Virginia and here in uh, Florida, all of that together really makes, I think, for a well-rounded opportunity to share experiences and to help teach uh, and to help uh, bring the message of fire safety and community risk reduction and all of the different things that our uh, our groups together speak to. And with our recent partner joining us uh, as uh, kind of the parent partner, if you will, Lexapol, Lexapol brings in that policy piece of this. So having dealt with that at the chief's level and the emergency manager's level, now we're able to bring all of those resources to bear for all of our listeners uh, to be able to make better decisions and to be able, you know, using the, the knowledge and experience of our editorial staff and all the different people we have working for us, but now also to bring in that policy element that we really didn't have the opportunity to tap into before. Some great synergy that's coming from uh, not only what you're doing at EMS One and uh, what we're doing at Fire Rescue One, but what Lexapol brings to the table and allows our listeners to, uh, you know, to have the advantage of. Yeah, I think what's really great about that is as you start to partner and as we start to now, you know, uh, have this parent company of Lexapol come in and kind of give us the polish and give us kind of a, a component that we didn't have, we're going to really start to see some really great content, you know, from all the pages that are involved in that Lexapol family. But I guess I just want to ask you a little bit about Fire Rescue One and Fire Chief. So for the people that may not be familiar of the you know the content that they might find over there i mean i guess a couple things one is how do you go about putting that content on and then you know what is it that you are trying for the folks what do you want the folks to get out of once they get over to those pages yeah absolutely you know we uh, have a, a, a wide array of information available there we say in the fire service that the fire departments have pretty much become an all hazards response agencies i mean that's typically what you hear and that's typically what you're going to find. You're going to find great information about uh, just as much about high-rise firefighting and um, leadership skills as you are about uh, community risk reduction and uh, fire and EMS interactions. You're going to find it all there. Uh, and with uh, over 450,000 um, registered users on Fire Rescue One, you know, the, the ability to share that message and bring that message to a really wide audience is, uh, is phenomenal. So we've got just about everything you can think of uh, in the, both the editorial side of the house as far as our articles, but also in the Fire Rescue One Academy. If you go to firerescueone.com, you can search for the academy and you'll be able to find the information there to get the coursework and uh, to get all the different things that we have at our fingertips. You can bring to your fingertips just by going to the uh, to the dot com and register. You know what's really interesting is that I, I go. I've been going to Fire Rescue One for some time, and I've been a paramedic since the Reagan administration. And the closest I've ever wanted to get to a fire is when I light the barbecue in the backyard. 
But I, but I have to tell you, but I have to tell you, when you think about the science, you know, when you say fire science, it truly is a science. And one of the things that I've gotten out of it, being naive to the fire service, is I've really been able to get an understanding as someone who never had an interest of being a firefighter. But I, it gives me that background when I read stories about, you know, I, I saw an article on, uh, or I saw a, a, a video, and they were talking about the, the plumes of smoke that were coming out of this building. And, you know, why this is the hot side of the building and so on and so forth. And I didn't understand it. But then I went to Fire Rescue One and I was going through some of the articles. And then I actually read a little bit about that science as to why, you know, they were able to say that. And I think for all the people who are out there from the EMS side that have a desire to get into the fire department, this is a great resource. But those like me who don't have a desire to get into the fire service, it's a great resource. Yeah. And, and you know... We talk about them in, in terms of stories. Uh, there are lots of great uh, stories of, of heroics and lots of great uh, information about the science of flow pass and the science of, uh, which isn't totally a science, but of reading the smoke, being able to tell what uh, the colors of smoke mean and what the intensity of a, a, a smoke pattern or a fire pattern means, just as much as if you were on uh, EMS one and wanted to know more about uh, innovation or wanted to know more about the latest tools and equipment that are coming out there to make uh, the paramedic and EMT uh, job easier. It's the same thing on Fire Rescue 1. You're going to find just about whatever information you could possibly be looking for relative to the fire service. You're going to find it on firerescue1.com. So I think that leads us to the big news. So, you know, the Fire Rescue 1 uh, just continues to grow. And, uh, you know, I've been podcasting for a long time. I enjoyed it. You talked a little bit earlier about your experience on TV, your experience in the print, which kind of helped you in the, you know, becoming the chief over there at Fire Rescue One. So you've got some big news to share with us, and I'm going to kind of give you the floor and uh, let you talk to the listeners. Well, uh, we do, Chris. I appreciate it. And uh, we just recently launched our Fire Rescue One podcast. It's called Side Alpha Podcast. Uh, we call it Side Alpha because we, we truly believe that we need to uh, put our listeners in front of the information that's important to them. And for the MS people that may not be aware of uh, the nomenclature we use, the, the front of the building is Side Alpha. Uh, the, the left side is the Bravo side, the rear is the Charlie side, and the right side is the Delta side. So we called it Side Alpha because we wanted to put people in front of the information, put the information in front of them. Uh, and we believe with the guests that we're putting together and uh, the, the three first podcasts that we put out, a lot of great information. We, we put out the first three was uh, John Butler, who's the fire chief in Fairfax County, Virginia. And he talked about professional development and mentorship. And uh, we put out Dennis Jenkerson. He's the fire chief in St. Louis, Missouri. We talked about a, a recent incident there, uh, really intense rescues that the firefighters made where they did CPR on three children, and we're able to bring them back. Uh, you know, between the firefighters and the medics, they brought those kids back, and they're all alive today. Uh, and then we also did Ron Sarnicke, the executive director of the um, National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, and he talked about the evolution of the foundation and what that means for firefighters and all of us in the fire and EMS service as far as the, the cancer initiatives that are ongoing and uh, the behavioral health elements that uh, they've gotten into. So those three have been released, and every other week we're going to be releasing uh, a different podcast. Uh, they're not all going to be uh, those top-level people, but certainly we've got a lot of 
great interviewees that are coming up. Dr. Dennis O'Neill, who just recently retired from the National Fire Academy and U.S. Fire Administration, he will be uh, on the on the show shortly. And uh, we have the chair of the National Volunteer Fire Council on, uh, Steve uh, Hirsch. He'll be uh, talking to us about recruitment and retention in the fire service and what the National Volunteer Fire Council uh, brings to bear. But it's not always those top-level people. We've also got the uh, uh, Chris Del Bello, we're going to be talking to. He is a uh, captain in the Houston Fire Department. He's recently done a series for us on high-rise firefighting. So we're going to be talking about specifically about high-rise firefighting and, and how our uh, listeners can benefit from not only the things he's written, but his 31 years of experience in Houston. So a lot of great material coming up, a lot of great opportunity to put uh, your listeners, our listeners, uh, in front of information that's really pertinent to uh, what they do every day. One other one I wanted to mention that's coming up, we spoke with uh, Kathy Patterson. She is the grant coordinator for FEMA, so for the Fire Act and the SAFER grant and, and all of those different programs. She is the person to have uh, answers to questions people may have, so we've, we've got her on the show. Lots of great stuff. We're really excited about it and uh, looking forward to not only bringing in some new listeners, but hopefully bringing over some of the uh, EMS1 listeners to give the Side Alpha podcast a, a listen. And you know, we're going to uh, also, uh, Chris, if we can, I want to get you on uh, the podcast and kind of talk to us about how fire and EMS can work together on, on the uh, issues that affect us all. Yeah, I'd be more than honored to come over there. And I've listened to the first three already, Chief, and you're doing a great job. And I got to tell you, with the upcoming guests that you have, you know, just from that grant perspective, to have that inside track to kind of understand what goes into the grant writing and, and when are these grants ending and, and what's the secret to kind of putting your hands on this money. I mean, what a great uh, what a great guest to have. So, you know, I, I, I wish you the best of luck with that. I know that they're going to be great if there are listeners out there that want to get into the fire service, that are in the fire service, that, you know, want to become a fan. I, I, I thoroughly uh, want you guys to go over there and check that out. But I do want to transition a little bit, Chief, before we kind of wrap up. But I would be amiss if I didn't kind of ask you some questions from the EMS side, from these EMS listeners. You know, becoming a firefighter is the dream of a lot of the EMTs and paramedics that are in the field. And a lot of times they take the job and the ambulances so they can get their foot in the door, so they can learn the EMS business, so they can gain that experience, so they can become a valued EMS provider. And then when hiring start to come up, that they're able to say, you know, I have my fire uh, certification, I've been a paramedic for three or four years, and it makes me a better candidate. But when you think about it from the chief side, what advice do you have for the people who are out there that are thinking about getting into the fire service or that are close to applying to the fire service and really want to get that big, that you know that best leg up, the best foot forward? Yeah, no, that's a great, uh, great question. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk for a minute about that. Um, you know, before we talk about the education and development, I want to talk about a, you know, what I call the the uh, fire service tetrahedron that you've never heard of before. You've probably heard of it in different ways, but uh, the base of that uh, tetrahedron is, is our mission. Uh, our mission has got to be the most important thing to what we do, and in the simplest of terms, our mission is about service. It isn't about all the things that you can find volumes of on the pictures on the wall or on a plaque or in a book. It's Ultimately, it's about one word, and that is the mission statement for my department, and that is service. To achieve that service, the rest of that tetrahedron is uh, the, the three legs that I want to talk to people about is physical strength, mental stability, and moral focus. 
you can know everything you want to know about the fire service. You can know everything you want to know about EMS. But if you don't have the physical strength, the mental stability, and a moral focus to do the right thing at the right time for the right reasons, then, you know what, it's, it's probably not the vocations, including EMS, probably not the vocations you need to be in. Grandma Jones calls us at her worst moment. She dials 911 because she needs us. And she has an expectation that uh, we are going to have a level of, of trust, honor, and ethics that we bring to the table. And we don't bring that to the table just because we wear the patch that says EMT, paramedic, or firefighter. Uh, we bring that to the table because we have, we understand that tetrahedron mission is our base, and we understand that we need to physically be strong. We need to physically have the strength. We need to have a mental stability and a moral focus that, uh, that you know, reinforces that trust, honor, and ethics that Grandma Jones expects out of us. Um, if we can't bring those things to the table, then, you know, we're not bringing the right stuff to the table. So that's, that's really the first thing I want people to understand is it takes that tetrahedron, uh, personal tetrahedron, to really achieve greatness in the fire service. So how do you get there once you're here? Uh, you know, the educational systems that are in place, the certifications and credentialing, is just like a, um, the uh, National Certifications for EMT and Paramedic, we, you should be striving for one of the series of national certifications, whether it's uh, Pro Board or, or CPSE. You should be striving for those uh, national certifications uh, that help in your education and development within the fire service. Uh, getting yourself through the NFPA requirements for Firefighter 1, Firefighter 2, and then the Fire Officer Series 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, those are all the pieces that you're going to need as you go to advance through the fire service. A degree in fire service absolutely helps. Is that the end-all, be-all? No. I, I'm a firm believer that uh, the person makes the firefighter or the EMT, not the piece of paper on the wall. So I think that getting a good education and development having the physical strength, mental stability, and moral focus to be able to achieve the mission. Uh, if you can put those things together, then the rest of this will come natural because you either have this in your heart or you don't. So, I mean, that's, that's really my advice to people is to you know, make sure you understand that tetrahedron and, and come to the table with your A game because that's what Grandma Jones expects every day, every time. And I think that's some incredible advice. And, and as you mentioned, it's not just for the fire side, but I think really when you think about the mission of EMS as well, you've got to be able to put those, uh, you know, attributes into that context as well to say, you know, what's the reason you're doing it? Is it the right reason? And a lot of times people, yeah. you know, they kind of jump into the field and they're really doing it for the wrong reasons. And I can't, as, a, as an EMS chief, I couldn't tell you the amount of people who would just come in and drag their feet and then when Grandma Jones was calling, they gave her horrible care. They gave her horrible service. And not only does it make them look bad, but it makes the organization look bad. And it kind of gives the career field a black eye as well. So I think that's some really great advice, Chief. Yeah, thanks. So it, it, we, we are sometimes um, our own worst enemy. And, of course, we can be our best friend. It's, it's sort of like I talk to people when they talk to the media. You can embrace them. Um, or they can become your worst enemy. Um, it, it's the same thing with our our own people, um, and we we tend to, you know, like most public safety and military groups, we tend to protect our own. But we also need to remember we're here first and foremost to protect Grandma Jones. And if one of our own isn't living up to uh, that task, then you know we've got 
we've got more business to do to make sure that we either bring that person along or we move that person along because we don't need someone here that's not doing this for the right reason. I agree with you 100%. So Chief, just one more question. You know, one of the things that Kelly and I try to do on the Inside EMS podcast is is to mentor the next generation that's coming, be role models, you know, to talk about our clinical care, to talk about our training and education experience, to help people become the best educators they can be, the best leaders they can be. And we really want these guys, one day someone's going to have to take our spot on this show. They're going to have to become the host of Inside EMS. They're going to have to be the, you know, the educators of tomorrow. And we really want people to kind of grow and, you know, writing articles for EMS One, we're really trying to motivate that and get people to send their thoughts to Greg so he can kind of consider getting them published. I'm, I'm sure Fire Rescue One is the same way. And if people wanted to, you know, try to uh, submit things for your, uh, uh, for your review to kind of publish, is there a way they can do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are always looking for, and we should be, as chiefs, we should always be looking for a replacement. That doesn't sound very sexy, but at the end of the day, that's what we should, if we're doing the right things, that's what we should be doing is looking for our replacement. But everybody that writes a column or everybody that, that talks on the, uh, the dot com, everybody isn't a replacement. They're all a piece of the puzzle. It's all about uh, education and development. So certainly, if there's somebody that has a, a specific topic, you know, if they just have a question, they, they can reach out to me in my email. You go to firerescue1.com and you can get my email directly there. But if you have a, a, a subject that you want to talk about or an idea for an article you want to write, just send it to editor at firerescue1.com. It's editor at firerescue1.com. And we'll take a look at it and, and see whether it's something that we can work with. I, I've got to be upfront with you, and I'm sure you experience the same thing. Not everybody that sends us an article gets published. Uh, there's just, first of all, there's usually way too many uh, submissions that come in when we send out something like this, but also sometimes it's just not what will fit into uh, what we're uh, trying to get across for that time and place. But editor at firerescue1.com, if you've got an idea, you've got a suggestion, you've got an article you want to float by us, send it on. We'll take a look. Awesome, that's great. And just a final plug, Chief, for the um, for the podcast, and uh, you know, give uh, the listeners just one more shot at what they're going to hear over there on Fire Rescue One. Absolutely. So, uh, Side Alpha uh, podcast will be every other week. Uh, the first ones were out. Were uh, we had a piece on uh, mentoring, a piece on a great uh, rescue, and uh, at a, the first one was Virginia, then St. Louis, and then. Uh, Chief Ron Sarnicki is chair of the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. We have Dr. Dennis O'Neill coming up, Kathy Patterson from FEMA, the grants uh, coordinator. Uh, Chris Del Bello is going to be coming up soon with a series on high-rise firefighting. So a lot of good stuff, different pieces out there. Uh, we've got uh, the chair of the National Volunteer Fire Council that will be out there and, and many others. Um, that's just a snippet of what's coming up. And uh, all they need to do is, is go to firerescue1.com. They'll be able to... If you do a quick search on Side Alpha Podcast, you'll be able to pull up all the information and, uh, and and be able to listen to us then. That sounds great. I want to thank you for joining us, Chief Mark Bayshore. And everybody out there, i got to tell you, man, I mean, when we think about fire and we think about EMS, and it's always that rivalry, right? But i got to tell you, there's a lot to learn from both sides. Go ahead and check out that Side Alpha Podcast. I've listened to the first three. I think they're amazing. Chief Bayshore is doing a great job as their host. And, and you kind of hear his personality, right? I mean, he's going to go ahead and give you his knowledge and share, you know, those guests that are coming on. So I want to thank you all for joining us on Inside EMS. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, 
go ahead and email us at the show at ems1.com and we'll be sure to answer every single email we get. And until next week, we look forward to chatting with everyone again real soon.